Hey everybody, welcome to episode 7 of A Discourse About Gaming, a weekly video game podcast where Josh and I discuss and dissect the video game industry and review what games we've been playing. New episodes every Friday. How are you doing today, Josh? Fantastic. I'm ready to talk about some games. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a ton of news, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. I compiled a big list here. I had a lot of news to talk about last week, too, even though it was just me. Yeah. Did you listen to that? How was that? I did. I actually loved it. I liked the, the solo <laughs> monologue style. It's <laughs> actually kind of fun. We might have to do that more. <laughs> it was. Yeah, maybe you could do one one week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just talk to myself. Yeah. It was weird at first. It took I, I re-recorded the intro like a hundred times, which is why now I have a written intro that I just used. <laughs> the <Nice. same laughs> written intro. It's like now we have an intro that I'm not just rambling through the beginning like, uh, we're yeah, a podcast. <laughs> you seemed pretty natural with it though, the whole time, you, you know. It sounded good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it sounds even better now. Nice. Um, but yeah, the big news today, recording this on Wednesday, the big news today is that the PS4 PS4 firmware 8.0 came out, and it's very bad. Bad. Yeah. So I'm gonna read this straight from Push Square. So what this ep- update has essentially done, I should. Uh, here, I'll just read this word for it. What this update has essentially done, as far as we understand it, is introduce so many more steps to forming a party than there needs to be. So they basically revamped the whole party system. So before update 8.0, you could simply start a party by opening your friends list, popping off invites to your friends. Now you can only invite users via pre-formed message groups. Now this change is fine if you have a dedicated group of people you always play with and that lineup never changes. However, the moment you veer off that path, problems start to arise. Let's say one of your friends has a buddy who wants to join the party or for some Call of Duty Warzone matches. You would have to create yet another message group purely just to send them an invite when before you could simply list the party as public and they'd be able to join by themselves. Imagine having to repeat this process over and over and over again every time someone wants to join. Sony has created a hassle where there wasn't one. And it also seems that private parties don't seem to be a thing anymore. Like you what? can't just make a private. Yeah, it's so bizarre. <laughs> What's okay, even weird I... is that as of the time that I read this article, it said that the friends list are still broken for most people. What? So like you download the update and you can't even see your friends list. This it's, is it's bad. a mess. You're yeah, right. I, I didn't. So I didn't read up on this beforehand. This is really bad. Yeah. This, like people this on is, the. What it. Okay. Did you ever use. <laughs> they have part. They have like a thing you can create, like groups. I think we even have a group. Yes. Uh, among yes. our friends called Suckers, right? Like we just. We did. At one we point. did. And, and I remember like thinking, oh, that's cool. And then we just never used it. Uh, yeah. It seems I'm, like they're I'm doubling assuming, down. But I'm assuming most people don't use that. I'm. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I simply just click on someone's name and send them a party invite, or I start a party and invite you know the people I want in a yeah. private private party. That's yeah. Most that's... of the time when I play, that's what I do. And yeah, <laughs> normally it, what it sounds like I won't be able to do what I normally do, which is I get an invite and I immediately just go to the party screen and join the party rather than click on the invite. So I don't even know if that's going to work anymore. We have to figure this whole thing out. They're fixing something that wasn't broken. Is that what, I'm getting, what? That's what? Yeah, that's what it feels like. That's what the article says, and that's what it feels like. Oh, it's man. very weird. It's, I, I, it's. There's more of this stuff. I think I'm gonna, yeah. There's more PlayStation changes, so they're doing a lot of changes in anticipation of the PS5 coming out. 
Maybe there's something gonna... we don't know of that PS5, the UI and PS5 will just work smoothly or, yeah. or something on the back end that makes this make sense. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe in the context of maybe in the context of the PS5 UI, this makes sense. But as it's of possible, now, yeah, it's possible it. that on the show next week we're like, oh, they fixed it, they made it better, it's fine now, it's not as good as it used to be. I don't. We'll see. I have a feeling. I have a feeling they'll smooth it out. I don't really know why they changed the way they changed it because I'll go into the next story, which kind of it segues into this a little bit. So okay. the next story is that the PlayStation store will stop selling PS3, PSP and video games through the mobile app Vita or through games, right? Vi- yeah, Vita, PS3 and PSP. Okay. Uh, you won't be able to buy them through mobile or through the website. So what's happening is that starting on October 19th for web and then October 28th for mobile, certain digital products will no longer be available for purchase. And it says PS. Yeah. Like I already said, PS3 games, PSP games, Vita games, apps, themes, and avatars. You can only buy this stuff on their um, respective platforms. So you have to go in the, on the Vita on that PlayStation store and buy stuff, which sucks because all of those consoles and their storefronts are really terrible. Yeah, I was gonna say, did, did PS3 even have a working storefront? It did, but it was it's so slow. It takes like minutes to load. Because so honestly, bad. I played 360 during that time period, yeah, and yeah. I don't I don't even remember the 360 storefront. So no, hardcore PlayStation fans will remember that when the PS3 first launched for the first couple of years, it opened a web browser when oh. you opened the PlayStation Store, and it opened up a web page, and you had to move a mouse cursor around the store page. <laughs> gross to download the latest you know rainbow six demo or whatever (laughs) but it was like yeah it's frustrating for me because i still use my vita and it's i like using the playstation app to see vita games on it yeah because the vita store is really terrible like you search Mm -hmm. for if i search for persona 4 on the playstation vita store persona 4 golden is not the first thing that shows up it shows like a hundred dlc add-ons for a bunch of persona spinoff games like mm-hmm. persona dancing all night whatever you know if you search yeah. hot shots golf you're not going to get hot shots golf at the top it lists like dlc items as separate things and so it just sucks for so their know, search engine is bad and their yeah, algorithms just, it sounds like and also lately i've been I was, i've been using the vita this last week and every couple of seconds when you're browsing the store a little error message comes up and says this application is not working right now oh. and you just close the application you just close the the warning error and nothing happens it's just really weird and frustrating and just makes me worry that eventually it's going to not work very well uh, there it sounds like they're double downing on their messaging of we're yeah, moving like, on we're yeah, we're, just, we're dropping everything else and we're just we're going full steam ahead in this next they're just, generation they're dropping ps4 parties too just you know oh, <laughs> they just drop those oh, things off. ps4 parties well they're still there i was just they're still there i yeah. was just saying that they made them worse in the last in the new oh episode. yeah I w- well i wonder if that's i don't know why it would just be for ps4 yeah uh, i'm assuming ps5 will look similar to, that's I, I don't know because if you remember when i went solo last week i talked about how those japanese media outlets got to use the ps5 and they weren't allowed to see the ui mm-hmm. or what the system 
looked like i have a feeling it's just the ps4 interface <laughs> yeah i you know what i, I do, think i i think you're right i think you're onto something there because if there was something cool to show i feel like they would have shown yeah it, right i feel like it's literally the same thing and that's why they did all these updates to ps4 today because they're gonna make them look the same yeah i think it's like they're gonna unify it so the ps4 you know layout and the ps5 layout will be identical so that, uh, because that's how it is on series x yeah i was gonna say there's seen, not they're not changing the series x correct so no it's all the same so i've seen so, people use the series x on youtube and it's literally yeah. just the one xbox one menu it's the same but thing. i'm but it probably smoother right and faster yeah no yeah and we'll talk about that a little later in the end yeah. of the show about the so i guess we can't really get too mad at playstation for doing this because i mean xbox is doing it as well if they're if yeah. they're keeping the same ui yeah. The whole party thing, though, that's a mess. <laughs> and then yeah. dropping PS3, PSP, Vita games. How, I'm I'm sure there's still, maybe not PS3, but I'm sure Vita still has a decent player base. Vita uh, does, yeah. I mean, it's slowly dwindling. And I think Sony's annoyed that people are still playing the Vita. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> they just want people to leave, like go away. <laughs> what do they want to trans? I mean, I guess they don't want to compete in the handheld uh, they, yeah anymore? they just don't care about handheld anymore yeah i mean i mean but what's Xbox weird about the Vita, solution you know x cloud yeah so and yeah we'll talk about that more too later as well hmm, nice. there's some big there's some big news about x cloud you're gonna be really happy Ooh. about yeah. apple maybe <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll get to it let's get to it <laughs> i'm excited i'll get to this this news story that you actually sent me that i didn't even see hmm. uh which is that rockstar games appears to have purchased crackdown 2 developer ruffian games yeah taking the studio under its wing and rebranding it as rockstar dundee so let's see i have this from ign here um the page for rockstar dundee lists 10 major filings on october 6th which includes a name change, a change of address, and Take-Two Interactive Software is assuming control, and a series of new employees is being confirmed as directors of the studio. So it seems like they're assimilating this whole de- this studio into the Rockstar network, so they're probably yeah. working on the new GTA or whatever. And then it says, as well as Crackdown 2, Ruffian had worked on Connect Star Wars, Halo Master Chief Collection, and Crackdown 3. There is no official word from Rockstar as to what the Dundee branch is responsible for. Probably just making more GTA Online content. This is interesting. I mean, we we it talked is. about the uh, Microsoft Bethesda behemoth, uh, you know, acquisition, behemoth, behemoth acquisition <laughs> weeks ago, right? Uh, this is a much smaller. Uh, I would say Rockstar Games is. It's smaller than Zenimax, right? It's still well, huge, but it's no Rockstar Games employs two thousand people. Wow. Okay. That's why Red Dead Redemption 2 is so good. Yeah. Because there's literally 2,000 people working on that game. That's why there's so much ridiculous detail in it, you know? I mean, I, um, Ubisoft it, but, games have a ton of people working on it, but yeah, they yeah, aren't yeah. always good, you know? It is all split up. So there's like Rockstar Vancouver, Rockstar London, you know, Rockstar Dundee, like we just said. Yeah, I wonder what this means for the Crackdown franchise. Now, I I personally was never a huge fan of Crackdown. I have honestly yeah. never played a Crackdown game. Just what Neither. I've seen I, doesn't really interest me. Now, does this mean their Rockstar owns Crackdown now? Or did Ruffian no. work on Crackdown? No. Is Crackdown still a Microsoft franchise? Yeah. Crackdown is still a Microsoft franchise because Microsoft okay. published it. So now Take Two just owns the people who work at <laughs> the, you know, the developer culture. Yeah. So That's it sounds this act, this sounds more like 
Rockstar basically hired a bunch of people from the same studio. Because it, right? Like they, yeah, yeah they, might, they might have bought a studio, but they, however many people were part of Ruffian, it says yeah. they added to, was it 10 major fillings? Uh, yeah. So they added people on top of this. So that it's, it just sounds like they wanted to create a new studio. Yeah. So they decided, okay, we'll buy, we'll just buy this one. They have a bunch of people, good talent there. And then, yeah. uh, <laughs> and then added a couple more people would call it a studio, you know, yeah. and rockstar Dundee. What is that? I mean, I know like Michael Scott <laughs> holds the Dundies like every year or whatever, but what's the... it's uh, definitely related to that. It's, it is. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're kind of making fun of the office. But, I mean, <laughs> hey, I have no idea what the Dundee name is supposed to mean. Is it, it's probably a location. Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming it's location. I'm not smart yeah. enough in my geographical Rockstar, knowledge. Rockstar Dundee. Maybe there's a Dundee. Dundee yeah, Dundee's a city in Scotland. It's a city oh. in Scotland. It's a city in Oregon. So I don't know. Oregon. Okay. It's probably a city somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Mike is the office. Yeah, I was just I was trying to like make a connection if <laughs> if Dundee was a city in Pennsylvania. Uh, um. But yeah, do you have anything more to add about that? Not really. I mean, this just means you know, you know, cool more more people working on games that we love, you know? Yeah. So over the next story, we have a weird one. So level five is reportedly ending their North American operations. Now level five, do you, have you heard of this developer? No, they are a Japanese developer. They make Japanese RPGs primarily. Their most popular famous ones. They're famous for making dragon quest eight and oh. nine. Wow. And they made, uh, the professor Layton games, the DS games, little puzzle games which I love. And I also enjoyed Dragon Quest VIII, even though I've never finished it. And they also made Nino Kuni. That's probably what they're most known for. Their most recent games are Nino Kuni. But they're ending all North American operations and says that right now they don't have any plans to release games in America anymore. Wow. Yeah, I've I heard so of all those games too. Yeah, I mean, so basically what from IG, this IGN article, they said that Level 5 and smaller spin-off studio Level 5 Abbey began laying off the majority of its employees in the middle of 2019. Uh, these rumors have been bubbling for a while now. It's been a while since Level 5 even put out a noteworthy game. But yeah, I just think it's sad to see. That's an opinion studio. though, right? <laughs> That's me. That was me putting that in there, yeah. Okay, yeah. A noteworthy game? I mean, wasn't... I guess yeah, I mean, Quest, what year was that? Like 2003? 2009. Oh, 2009. Yeah, 8 was... Um, uh, well, Dragon Quest Nine was 2009, and then okay. Eight was 2004. PS2 game. The I last mean, big I guess game the they put out. Was on, uh, well, Dragon Quest. So it's not the same developer for all the Dragon Quest games. No, because uh, no, isn't it true that Dragon Quest as a series is mainly not in America, anyways? Right. It's like yeah. A, it's, most of their games are in Japan and other countries. Yeah, right? it's mostly. Well, they're all made in Japan. Okay, and they're. I think all of them are published by Square Enix. At least in Japan, they are. Mm-hmm. I know, like nine was published by Nintendo, and that little stuff like that happens every now and then. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, it is a Japanese-centric franchise. But Eleven, the newest one, did sell really well in America. Hmm. But Level Five didn't make Eleven, so they made Eight and Nine, and then I think just some developing studio at Square Enix made Eleven. I'm not sure who. What are they more famous for? Their Dragon Quest and probably Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni and Dragon Quest. I mean, Dragon Quest Eight and Nino Kuni are probably the most popular games. Have you played Nino Kuni? No, I haven't. But I've heard it's really okay. good. It's on Switch now, so yeah. it's supposed to be amazing. It's supposed to be like one of the best JRPGs ever. 
Uh, yeah, it came out on Switch wow. a year ago. MPS4. There is a sequel as well. That's the last big game they made was Nino Kuni 2. But that came out in, uh, let me look it up here, 2018. Ever since it, then, they've been making like Yokai Watch mobile games. Yeah. Oh, maybe they're just going to go with mobile games then. Yeah, uh, it seems like know. that's they're just going to make mobile games and, and they see that. that here anyway. I mean, yeah, that market is huge in Japan. And yeah, no, the mobile game market is even bigger there than it is here. Yeah, here I feel like it's more for casual, uh, quote unquote, casual gamers, right? Or just no, like yeah. people that aren't even gamers. They just have a, a phone, so they download some mobile games, you know? Yeah. Um, but in Japan, from what I've heard, it's very much part of the uh, gaming culture, right? Like the mobile device is considered a, a proper gaming console. Like they, yeah. at least the, like a ton of people play it. So, yeah, I think that's one reason why uh, Sony didn't want to make a Vita two mm-hmm. is because they saw the popularity of mobile phones and they're like, eh, we don't need to bother. Yeah. With, with the whole, with mobile gaming becoming so popular you've seen all these different devices where your phone can connect to like almost a switch apparatus right like a like it has yeah. the two you know handles and uh and it's basically a wide controller where your phone sits in the middle uh you could connect your bluetooth controller to your phone so i can see that the argument of well why make a vita you know why why make a vita 2 yeah you, you can just connect your ps4 controller to your phone or you can use one of these a third-party, you know, yeah, I mean, inventions. And the Switch, too. The Switch is basically, a, you know, a giant Vita. Yeah. <laughs> but better? Uh, I mean, it is. Yeah, no, it's yeah. got better games for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Vita has a lot of indie games, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I think we can move on from that. Yeah, so, it, it, I'll just, last thing, I'll just say that's pretty, I mean, it's sad. It's, it is sad, I, yeah, it's weird. It's always sad to see a, a company go more exclusive, especially per area. You know, I, yeah, like Konami did. Yeah. When they just stopped making games. Yeah. So anyway, so you sent me a story that we... I actually just missed it last week when we recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I remember... So last week I recorded the first part solo. And then in between recording the two halves, I actually saw that story where... Yeah. So the story is Marvel's Avengers has dropped significantly in its player base. And then today, or in this last week, there was another news story that came out where... One of the heads at Crystal Dynamics made a comment about it. So the this is from IGN. Crystal Dynamics studio head Scott Amos has said he's confident that players will return to Marvel's Avengers with new missions and modes promised to arrive in the weeks ahead. Amos issued a statement to Kotaku, who asked the developer for comment in light of what appears to be a diminishing player base, particularly on Steam, where it is now peaking at 2,000 players a day and has been dropping to less than 1,000. And then he goes on to list all the content in there, adding, but I couldn't care less, so I didn't list it. <laughs> this is okay. So that's this is shocking. Honestly, this is shocking. This is Marvel we're talking yeah. about. This is the Avengers we're talking about, which was a cultural phenomenon. What just two years ago, uh, and somehow they botched their launch of one of their biggest games. Like I've heard, the game just doesn't have an interesting end game. Like yeah. it's got a really short story, and then the loot, the the grind at the end game is not compelling or interesting. Yeah. that's what I've heard. I haven't played it, 
so I can't speak to it in that respect. But I've just heard from but a thousand a day. I feel like for Fall- less than like Fallout Fall- seventy six <laughs> got a ton of shit, right? Like people yeah. shit all over that game, and I was super mad at them because I was like, this game's not that bad. But apparently, they had def they definitely had more than a thousand players a day at on Fallout seventy six. Yeah, I, I hear people say that Fallout seventy six now kind of feels like playing a new Fallout game. Yeah, you know, so it's like yeah, because they added NPCs and all that. This blows my mind though. One less than a thousand a day drop. You can't even. How do you match make in that game? That game's all about squatting up, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You're, it's it's a destiny like or like the the division <laughs> or whatever. Like you're 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 teaming up with friends online, yeah. and if there's only a thousand people playing. How do you do that? I, yeah, with with good connections, I, I that's crazy. This blows my mind. I I I think this speaks. This can be an entire podcast in and of itself. But I think this speaks to that genre more than anything. Uh, and I've heard some people talk about this, but it is that genre uh, dying. Uh, not dying, but is that genre already cornered by Destiny? Let's put it that way. My friend sent me a article uh i i can't find it right now but basically the article was talking about is destiny the new wow the new world of warcraft because back in the day world of warcraft you know took charge of the industry uh in that their style what their mmo rpg uh you know thousands of people playing on one server you know whatever it was uh and what they had millions of subscribers each month and no one really caught up to World of Warcraft. Every, yeah. There was other companies that tried to make that MMO that ca- caught on, and they tried and they failed. They tried and they failed. And and I could see this similar pattern happening with these shared world world shooters like Destiny. They're trying to be hey, like like their publisher came to them and said, hey, make make something like a, like a Destiny like game. You know, just go do it. You know, yeah. put Marvels and you know. Avengers and and, do, and make a Destiny game. It very much just feels like Anthem all over again. Yeah, and Ant, I mean, so Fallout seventy six. So we mentioned earlier that was yeah. kind of trying to do that. Anthem tried to do that and failed. Uh, the Division, you can argue that it had a bad launch, and then the first Division came back eventually, uh, and then the Division two had an excellent launch, but then uh, player base fell off as well. They did, they couldn't keep people engaged. So yeah. I, in that article that my buddy sent me, it basically talked about how they think that Destiny has cornered the market to where these type of games, will people won't be trying to compete with Destiny anymore. Destiny already is very successful. Millions of concurrent players. They're about to launch on the new systems with the, you know 60 frames per second 4K, mm-hmm. uh, a whole new world and you know a whole new expansion or whatever and uh new classes and everything right they're about to launch their new thing and that's going to bring back millions of more players than are already still playing it to this day destiny's been around for six years now and they've been able to hold a player base i think i think there was a news article that said "Uh uh-oh destiny's dropped to a million players a day and that was big news. Yeah. Like, think about that. <laughs> so, if if that was big news for Destiny, and now now they're riding at whatever how many players, definitely more than a million, definitely more than a thousand. Uh, I think they've definitely cornered the market. I think I I pretty much agree with that article. I think Destiny will 
Rain King for <laughs> for that type of game, the shared world shooter, looter shooter, you know, obviously Borderlands, people brought up Borderlands, but Borderlands is a completely different type of game than a shared world shooter. The, that game is more co-op based. It's more, yeah, you jump in with friends, but it's a very single player focused campaign anyways. Uh, and it's not the type of game that Destiny and those other games attempt to be, you know. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm surprised that people are still trying to make uh, these type of games because Destiny obviously has won. I really think I really think that it has to do with you know the battle royale problem mm-hmm. where you got all these battle royales coming out in the last three or four years. Every you know PUBG and Fortnite came out and it was just like ah oh, everybody's trying to make a battle royale. Yeah, There's all these different competitors and I feel like it's the same thing with the Destiny style games where. People only have um, as much free time in a day. There's only 24 hours in a day. People are going to find that one game. And if your game isn't compelling enough to draw in a permanent audience, it's just not going to. That's a really you good know, point, actually, that I, that I forgot to mention. Yeah, it, you flood the market. You flooded the yeah. market when there was already a ton of people playing. You know, if you have 2 million people on Destiny and then yeah. Division 2 comes out, oh, now you have a million on Division, a million on Destiny. And then you have some new fans in there, you know? Yeah. Um, eventually but one's gonna eventually yeah it's like eventually interest. it's like and then anthem comes out and then you know then the existing ones like division and destiny lose a little bit of players but then anthem doesn't keep them and then they all go back to destiny or whatever yeah and avengers is another example where it's like if you don't keep those people they're gonna go somewhere else yeah i think the the boss of marvel avengers what was he the studio head right? <laughs> it was Scott? the uh, crystal dynamics studio head. okay crystal dynamics <laughs> oh, sorry it says marvel, marvel avengers boss, boss. <laughs> um does, so yeah. yeah crystal dynamics studio head uh scott amos i i think he's being a little cocky in this statement oh people I mean, will come you back to, to my people will come back to my game yeah people you have to sell back. your you have to sell your game though you what you're gonna say yeah, yeah i don't bother I playing it <laughs> Screw I mean, it. yeah i guess he's trying to save ship right yeah <laughs> that's it's yeah but he might be right though he might prove me wrong honestly because yeah, i mean yeah. avengers is a huge property and i'm sure it's probably got a lot of people playing on ps4 yeah honestly yeah, maybe Matt, we just can't see those numbers. Maybe that's where most of the people are. So maybe it's yeah. more of a console game, and maybe they do have a million people on console playing it. I don't know. People, you know, kids playing it are more likely to be playing on PS4 than having a fancy thousand dollar gaming though, wouldn't, PC. Wouldn't he have come back at this news and said, "Oh wait, but look, we got a uh, two million people on." you know, PS4 and a million people on Xbox. Like maybe it's possible that information is not allowed to be shared, but I don't know. I don't know if it's, yeah. maybe that's what it is. I have a feeling that's what it is just because yeah. he didn't share it that's or it's also it. bad. <laughs> yeah. It, it might be also bad, which yeah. <laughs> anyways, yeah, that's, it's sad news for a game that I didn't really care about in the first place. <laughs> but <laughs> Remember I've been going back and forth like, ah, now nah, I know it I sounds like it. we're, it sounds like we're putting this in just to like, yeah, screw that game. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does. It's our yeah everlasting campaign to yeah. make sure it fails. Yeah, uh, but I I do want to point out that uh, poor Fallout seventy six. Now I feel bad about you know Fallout seventy six because that game never dropped below a thousand. Yeah, I'm gonna get to that game eventually. It's I, yeah, I will. It's I, I want to play a Fallout game, and it's like, oh, well, it's a new one. Why play an old one? When... It's on Game Pass now, right? Oh, I know. Yeah, I own it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you own it. So, well, what I mean is, I bought it on the on PlayStation, so I can actually download oh, yeah. it on a Xbox and just play with you then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. 
because I don't have to buy it again. Interesting. So, in other news, Microsoft and 343 Industries have confirmed Halo 5 is not coming to the Master Chief Collection. In light of the new Halo 4 uh, flight testing on PC, 343 has confirmed it is the last game they are adding to the Master Chief Collection, and Halo 5 will never be included. So, for those who don't know, for those who don't know, is that Master Chief Collection came out on Xbox One many years ago. It was all broken, as we all know. Anyway, it's fixed, and it runs great now. And then they announced it was coming to PC. And what they've been doing is they've been slowly, one game at a time, adding it to PC. So they added Halo 1. And for a while, that's all you could play was Halo 1. And then slowly over time, they've added 2, 3, ODST. And then now they are testing Halo 4. And they said Halo 4 is the last thing they're going to add. So for anyone who hoped Halo 5 would be part of the Master Chief Collection, it's not happening. I wonder if this is a resource management thing. Like, uh, they don't want to spend any more time on this old collection and want to spend all their time on... The game already has 30 engines. We don't need does another it have, one. Does it mix all the... I forgot about that. It has it 10 engines. The... Yeah, because, like, the menus have their own separate engine. Each individual game has their own engine, and then... So the thought, cost yeah. to do this would... I, I, what about... I mean, adding Halo 4, isn't Halo 5 based off the same engine as Halo 4? Halo, well, Halo 5, have you played Halo 5? No, actually. It plays I'm... a lot differently than Halo 1 through 4. I really okay. think that's the main reason they never added it in. Mm-hmm. It's a very different game. It feels like a modern shooter. You aim down sights oh. with the left trigger. No, you don't. You, Yeah, you do. Oh, no. You aim down sights okay. with the left trigger. You um, you do that little dash move. Yeah. It was all great back then in 2015. Remember <laughs> that? Or you like tap B and you like dash left and right or whatever. Yeah. It's got all these fancy, it has vaulting, so like you jump and hit a ledge and it vaults over. Yeah. It's got all these modern things that I think wouldn't really gel well with the Master Chief Collection. Because Halo 4, as different as Halo 4 is, it's only, I mean, it's not that similar to the old Halos, but it is more similar than Halo 5. And it has a bunch of old map remakes in it, so it kind of fits in with the collection. Yeah, and the the control scheme, like you said. uh, Yeah, it's, there's... The sprinting whole, is the only thing different really the whole point of that game of mcc is being able the cool part about it actually is just being able to jump into a playlist and it will yeah. just it'll mix all the different game modes and and uh halos together so you could play a match in halo one then jump to playing the match in halo four then back to halo three <laughs> you know that like and it's so seamless like they do yeah. a great job of that and i could see your argument of halo five kind of fucking that up right like yeah. you got now you got Halo Five with vaulting and 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 dodging and and whatever, and now aiming down sights. So it's not as you couldn't, because you know how you can set your uh, controller to have one fluent uh, scheme the entire throughout all the matches, right? So you can, yeah, whatever game you're playing, it'll be this these controls, you know. Yeah. So I guess that could mess up if they added Halo Five. Maybe there's not a huge demand for Halo <laughs> Five. <laughs> Right, yeah, right. I don't think there is a huge demand for it. I know people and, enjoy the multiplayer, but I know the people hate the campaign. And what is the name of this? So. Master Chief Collection. Was Master Chief a big role in Halo 5? He's like in half of it. Yeah, so <laughs> I I think that might be playing yeah. a part of it. Uh, he Apparently he wasn't that, you know, that was kind of the, uh, the knock against the game, right? Uh, Watch, they're going to be like Halo Infinite. 
is coming to the Master Chief Collection day oh, they, one. They just forget about Halo <laughs> for free. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that'd be crazy. Yeah, I remember when the last time we all played Master Chief Collection, we were jumping between different games, like you said, and then <laughs> you were all like, "Can we just pick one game? It's just too much <laughs> jumping back and forth. Like, just pick Halo Three or Reach or whatever. Just stick with that." Yeah, because I didn't. I think I at the time I didn't really care for Halo Three. It was. Or, yeah, well, they're all different. They all I think feel Halo, very different. Halo Three, I kept losing in. <laughs> it, yeah. I kept winning every match in Halo Two, so I was like, oh, let's just stick with Halo Two because I keep winning in Halo Two. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Reach One, Two, Three, and Four. They all f- feel incrementally a little different, and then Five just feels dramatically different. So, mm-hmm. it's... and also before anyone writes in and corrects me, I forgot that Halo Reach was the first game that they put on PC, not oh, Halo. Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I thought Halo 1 would be the easiest. <laughs> yeah, they did. Re- Reach came to PC and then Xbox One at the same time. And then they also they added a few months ago, they added ODST Firefights in Master Chief oh, Collection. We never jumped into that. We should I know. Try we that. should play that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, get some get Pierce and your brother on. Or I yeah, guess Pierce fun. doesn't have an Xbox. He has um, an Xbox. He just oh, doesn't pay for the live. Oh, so okay. You'd have to buy it yeah. to one dollar for ultimate i mean he already <laughs> got the bundle so i don't know if he can okay. get it again i don't know uh it, one last thing about this i don't know if this was part of the article but it says right here halo 5 will never be included did they say yeah. never they actually said never yeah they said never uh, that's that's a strong word yeah <laughs> that's such a, uh, yeah i don't that never say never right i <laughs> <laughs> what what if there all of a sudden becomes a demand for it you know yeah i feel like they're just i don't know i feel like they're done with master chief collection in a big capacity and they're just going to maintain the game as far as updates new content that they add to it because i don't know yeah. if you i don't know if you've played it recently but there's halo 3 skins weapon skins oh wow there's a battle pass that's i want to I, I know about the battle pass i want to jump yeah. back in and try out a couple things in yeah. there it's uh, fun. is this writing on the wall for 343 what do you mean? Like they, I feel like at this point they know that this is their last chance with the Halo franchise. Halo Infinite, <laughs> I feel like is their last. I'm just, I'm kind of, you know, stirring the pot here. But uh, is this I, the writing yeah. on the wall for them? Like they know it's the last chance, so they're gonna pull all the resources and, and try to make Infinite perfect. You forget though that they've been uh, shepherding the Halo franchise for nine years now. As, so I don't think it's as been like long a... as Bungie did. Whoa, you're think right. Think about that. 2001 to 2010 Whoa. or whatever. So yeah, we, what the heck? So they've had three, four, three has had the franchise as long as Bungie. What have they done? Yeah, in that nine years, Bungie made Halo One, Halo Two, Halo Three, ODST, and Reach. <laughs> yeah, all pretty much full games. With and three, four, three has just made four and five. Four and five, and MCC putting them together. Yeah, but yeah, I guess that counts. But I guess four and five, and they're working on Infinite, so they might yeah. release three games by the time Bungie already released five. Yeah, jeez. And was working on Destiny. Yeah. So. Yeah, is this the writing on the wall? I mean, time will tell. I don't know. Honestly, Halo was... Four was fine. I feel like Halo Five multiplayer was fun. It just didn't feel like Halo. Yeah, and the campaign was just dumb. And then Master Chief Collection turned out to be cool. They just—I don't know. I've talked about it before, but Three Four Three just has weird technical issues that I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, with the amount remember... of money that Microsoft has, how does this studio have these issues? Yeah, like the way no one ever talks about this, but if you have a subpar internet connection, you can't play. Master Chief co-op 
the really? Master Chief Collection co-op. Yeah, there's an intense amount of input lag for the second person playing. I remember when I lived with my aunt and our internet was pretty slow. I couldn't play like me and Pierce could not play the Halo One anniversary co-op from like way back in the day when three four three made that. I guess they made that too. Yeah, I guess you could say three four three's also made the Halo One and Two anniversary games. Yeah, but the but <laughs> yeah, I know it's just a remake. I mean, Halo yeah. Two had a lot in it, but yeah. anyway, yeah. If you play with a poor connection, it just straight up doesn't work. And the you like hit the A button to jump, and then two seconds later you jump. Mm. They have weird infrastructure issues. I don't know what's going on, but I don't know enough about that to comment on anymore. Yeah, I you think sent me this. Come. Yeah, you sent me this story about Borderlands Three that I did not see, and it's very interesting. So we talked a couple weeks ago about how frustrated we were with all these weird, wacky PS Five upgrade programs, mm-hmm. and then PS uh, the Borderlands Three PS Five and Series X upgrade will be free, and it'll be automatic. So day one, when the new consoles come out, you'll be able to download this update. And then from my gen here, it says all next gen improvements to the game are free. Your current copy of Borderlands 3 on PS4 and Xbox One will carry over to the new console of that brand. So for graphics and performance, there will be a variety of upgrades, but namely the game will run in 4K, 60 frames in both single player and online multiplayer. And they will allow Borderlands 3 to use three to four player split screen co-op, which is super interesting. I don't know if anyone's going to use that, but that's cool that they can even bring it back. I'm curious as to how well the game runs <laughs> with four-player co-op. I wonder but what yeah. that means. Like, if you create your own character, because in that game, right, you create your own class of character, and then you play through the campaign. And True. I know Greg Miller has talked about this, but Greg and his wife play, but they have to be on separate PS4s, right, to yeah. play online together. So maybe this is to help people that do that, where they play with their wife or play with their kid or something, and they... Now you could just be on one screen instead of having two PS4s or two PS5s. This I think this is great news though. I mean, Borderlands Three. Who's the developer? Uh, Gearbox. Gearbox. So this is a I mean, gamer friendly move by Gearbox, right? I, mm-hmm. We had just last or just two weeks ago, I, I believe. Uh, uh, Insomniac had that whole debacle of uh, PS5, uh, Spider-Man will work if you bought it on PS4, uh, but it'll have no upgrades. But then we're upgrading it in this version of uh, Miles Morales, and you have, but you have to pay for that, and you can't actually buy it standalone. Or I don't know. There was a bunch of weird things with that, right? Yeah. It was in the whole point uh, that Borderlands 3 is making here is, nope, it'll just work. This yeah, this will work on you have a copy. It'll work day one. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to think. Which as it is right now, like if you put in your PS4 version of Spider-Man on your PS5, you're going to be just playing the PS4 version. Yeah, with no improvements, and you have to pay extra for the next gen improvements. Borderlands yeah. Three is just like here you go free improvements. Yeah, this is what we all wanted. This is a, yeah, this is what we all. <laughs> this is what uh, Xbox was doing with their. Uh, what is it? Xbox? What's it called? Yeah, are Series oh. X upgrades even paid? No, no none of yeah, them are paid. So yeah, yeah. they call so it. Weird. Oh, they call it a something delivery. Smart uh, delivery. Smart delivery. Yeah. So Xbox Smart Delivery is this exactly? It's it allows any developer to go in, upgrade and enhance their game, their past game, and relaunch it on uh on the new system, and it'll just work for free, right? It if just you, works. if you already own, yeah, it just works. 
So that's yeah. what, yeah. So I don't know what's, I, I don't know what this means for developers. Like I believe, was it 2k or, uh, or that, uh, I guess the basketball game, NBA 2k 21, where they said that, you know, it will work, but you have to pay 10 bucks more if you want the next gen upgrades to it. Remember that? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> buy the that's, Mama a, edition, yeah, that's a third party <laughs> studio though. So, uh, do you have to pay ten more, ten dollars more for the Xbox version? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea. <laughs> but it's confusing, and I hope more developers will make it less confusing. But as we move away from PS4, it'll become less of an issue. So yeah, agreed. Over time, we won't care as much. Um, some exciting news. So, if, for those who don't know, Microsoft has this service called XCloud. We talked about it on the show before. It allows you to stream. Xbox Game Pass games from any Android device. And they want to bring it to iOS, but Apple has said that they will not allow it because you have to submit individual games to the App Store if you were to submit an app like that. So from IGN, Microsoft is reportedly working on a direct browser-based solution that will allow it to bring its cloud gaming service previously known as Project X Cloud, to iOS and iPad devices on tw- in 2021. As reported by Business Insider and The Verge, Xbox head Phil Spencer revealed the news during a recent internal all-hands meeting. He stated, we absolutely will end up on iOS, we'll end up on iPhones and iPads with Game Pass. The newly announced Amazon Luna may hint at Xbox's alleged plan in, in that it will bypass Apple's App Store by being played through the iOS Safari browser and not be a native app. So I'm thinking that's probably what's going to happen. Yes, this is exciting. Good. It's going to work. This you know? is really good news because all I have is Apple products. My, yeah, uh, my Mac, I'm running this <laughs> off right now and I have my uh, iPhone you know, X. So uh, this is good news. This is really good yeah. news. It's a bummer that Apple didn't want to play nice. I think it's bullshit that they of, of their excuse that they made for not being able to put it because you have Hulu, you have Netflix, you yeah. have you have HBO. These are all you don't have to submit individual shows or movies to that to be reviewed or whatever. Like, yeah, I I think that's stupid. But um, yeah, I'm it glad. makes no sense because they're not like the submission thing is. It doesn't make any sense because you're not playing the game on the phone; you're streaming it. Yeah, you know it's weird. You're not running the game on there. Yeah, you're it's not so hurting in the software or anything. Yeah. <laughs> you're just streaming to it, and it's just a second screen, pretty much, right? Based off of a server. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's stupid. But I and I'm glad that Microsoft has found a roundabout way. I hope it's smooth. You know how you were you brought up web browser solutions uh, with PS3 earlier in the show, and it was yeah. <laughs> like that was kind of lame. But I. I hope it's not like that. I hope that you can just open up. I guess, would it be an app? Uh, it would be a Game Pass app that redirects you to a browser? Yeah, I'm guessing. I could see so that. Like you would, or you just open the app and you go open, through the browser. Yeah, you open know. the app and it runs through a browser. Maybe it can't yeah, be a Safari. You probably make a Safari shortcut and it looks like an app icon and you click on it and then it loads up Safari and... In the game I pass. hope it uh, maybe there's some way to keep it like you could download a Game Pass app from the App Store and you click on it, uh, sign in to Game Pass. And I, maybe I hope it can work where you just click on the app and it keeps you within that app because that'd be kind of weird if you click on the app, sign in, and then 
goes hit boots you out of the app into a different app because I don't know. That seems a little essentially if it if it essentially if it works on this browser, it'll work on any PC too. Anything with a browser. I thought it doesn't already do. Or does it? I don't know. I'm not sure actually. (laughs) I thought it was like Android only, but I think you might be right. I think it does stream to browsers or something. I'm going to try that tonight. I I do. I have a work computer uh, PC, so maybe I'll check it there. But this is another. uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm excited to try it out. Uh, another news story is that Rock Band 4 and all of its DLC will be forwards compatible on PS5, so don't worry, everybody. <laughs> I know you were all very concerned about your Rock Band songs. Aw, oh, damn, I just sold all my equipment. <laughs> <laughs> just sold my $300 worth of peripherals because I thought they wouldn't be compatible. I like what that year you put, is it 2009 again? <laughs> the Google Doc I put, is it 2009 again? <laughs> Oh man, I don't remember the last time I had a rock band peripheral or any yeah. kind of, of that peripheral. That's funny. Yeah, I have a Guitar Hero controller that I use for Clone Hero on my PC, but I was it. shocked that you had that when you told me about that. <laughs> I was like, why? It's cool. It works. You can just go on the internet. People have these Excel spreadsheets of every freaking song. You can just download the whole Rock Band One playlist. It's like just... an emulator. Yeah, it emulates guitar hero basically that's cool uh, that's cool uh, now you have every yeah every song there <laughs> see it is again yeah it's not an emulator it's actually a fresh game it's just built to look exactly like guitar hero it's built in the unity engine which is oh. a free engine you can download yeah i mean um, uh, you could make money off of that uh guitar it's by just uh by either selling it <laughs> or you can make youtube videos where you play you know call of duty with a rock Rock yeah. band <laughs> controller, your Destiny raid with a guitar. Hero yeah, controller. good luck. But I mean, hey, there is some function for it. So, so I want to jump ahead. So the news is over. I want to jump right. I had a topic I wanted to discuss this week. I'm just going to jump right into that first, uh, and then we can go over what we've been playing right after. I wanted to talk about. Did you see the Series X quick resume feature that people have been showing off? Yes. Yeah. Did you see like Alana Pierce's video or whoever? No, I need to. So, I need to watch hers. I... Okay. So here's what I want to say. It's really cool. So the way people have described it, or the way people are showing it off, is there's this new feature called Quick Resume, where you load into a game. You load into Borderlands Three, for example, and you're playing the game. You're in the game. You're mid game. You pause. You back out to the home menu and the, the Xbox menu, and you load into you know let's say Ori, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. You load into that game. And then you're playing that game, and from whatever spot you were paused in Borderlands 3 or Ori, as long as it's a quick resume enabled game, you can immediately, even when you turn off the console, you can immediately load back into the exact spot you were in. So it saves, it has like save states of these games. Now, what's even more insane about this is what Alana Pierce was saying is that you can unplug the console. And leave it off, and you could plug it back in, and it still remembers where you were. I did see this on Twitter. She did post <laughs> yeah. it on Twitter. I was shocked by that. That makes yeah, me, like, my brain broke. Like I, I was trying to make sense of that because I, I'll tell a quick story. My brother and I, back in I don't know when we were 11, 12 years old, we were playing Halo Combat Evolved in the motorhome on a road trip. And my grandpa got so pissed at us because we weren't enjoying the views. He came back and unplugged it when we were playing. We were playing Legendary. Uh, We were almost towards the end of the mission. 
Uh, and in back in those days, there was no saving. There was no there was checkpoints. But if you turned off the console, you didn't get that checkpoint back. You could so it literally and there was no check. I believe there's no checkpoints in Legendary, anyways. But uh, he, he came back and just unplugged the console instantly. He didn't even try to turn it off the proper way. He just unplugged it. And it was like, you guys need to get your asses out here and watch it, you know, watch the sunset. And uh, so this just broke my mind when I saw this news that you can unplug it and somehow, what, you plug it back in, boot up the console, and you could jump right back into where you were playing? Well, if you unplug it while you're in-game, it probably doesn't successfully save the state. Hmm. like if you just unplugged it in the middle of gameplay yeah because i think it's you know it's called a quick resume and only certain specific games have to be built to use this feature yeah i don't think the game has to be special to use it i know it like the developer just has to do something on their end to make it work but it sounds like what it does is it basically stores a state of the game to the solid state drive we don't really know how many games you can have in quick resume at once it can't be infinite there's no way. There's no way the the solid state without any sort of allocated specific amount of memory can just infinitely hold like 20 games in these yeah, states. From, from what I've been reading, it's about six or seven games before okay. it starts uh, before it starts hiccuping, you know, before it starts getting of, kind of not smooth. A lot of people have been seeing this feature and like showing it off like, look, I can switch between games instantly. That's cool. And it's like and people are like, oh, I never use that. And it's like, yeah, no one would use it that way. It's cool because you can turn on your console and you could play, you know, Call of Duty with your friend, and then when he get, gets offline, you can boot back into Borderlands, and it's exactly where you were. You know, like you when you switch between games, or if you just boot up your console, even outside of rest mode, it's just it's always going to remember where you were. I think that's the function I personally am going to use it for oh, yeah. mostly, right? Like I, I'll probably have a single player game that I'm trying to beat. Uh, you know, for that week or two or, or month or whatever it is, uh, I'll be going through that single player game. And anytime my buddies hop online to play some more Rogue Company or Siege or whatever, uh, Fortnite or whatever, uh, you know, co uh, op game or online game, then yeah. I'll play with them. And then think about like Fortnite. You drop into Fortnite, if you get shot in the head right from the beginning, then you're done for that whole match pretty much, unless yeah. they revive you or whatever. But so you can essentially back out and start playing your game while you're still in the party with your friend, I assume, right? <laughs> Maybe, I didn't even think and, of that, yeah. And then, and then, oh, hey, we're resing you. Okay. And then pause and jump back in, right? I mean, I that's how that, it works. <laughs> I'm curious. I want to see the videos of that. But yeah. that, that seems like the bit, you know, the most functional part about this is the convenience of jumping straight back into where you were playing right when your buddies get offline. Uh, or even just, I mean, being able to, without having to use the rest mode feature that yeah. currently exists, to be able to just jump right into the spot that you're in of yeah. the game without having to wait through the little loading menus like Microsoft Studios, Flash logo, and all those things. Yeah, which it's sometimes take a minute or two to load yeah, up. Yeah, sometimes it takes forever. Yeah, like Red Dead Redemption, I think it was like a five-minute wait time. <laughs> Yeah, before so, getting into the game. Uh, yeah, I know. So it's exciting. It's cool. That's very exciting. And another thing I thought about, like if uh, if you have a large family or family members that play on the same console, uh, maybe you have your game and they're playing through their game, their their types of games, and 
it's all in the same house. I could see this function being really great for them because they they don't have to, if they only have 20 minutes to play, they don't have to wait five minutes to load into a game. It could already yeah. be there ready for them. You know, the convenience yeah. factor is great. Yeah. So that feature is amazing. Everybody should go look up videos about it. Just YouTube, Xbox, Series Qu- X, quick resume. It's really cool looking. Question. Yeah. Does PS5 have this? I don't know. <laughs> why don't we know this Matt? It probably we don't know anything about the ps5 it, what, it probably we, does it has millions, something like it i bet i was thinking about this today actually millions of people pre-ordered ps5 i'm included in that millions of people we pre-ordered this thing and we have no idea what it does what like, like it, plays we, games? it plays games we know the we know the specs we don't, but we don't know the ui we don't we don't know how games will look what the ui looks like uh, we don't know if quick resume is a thing. We don't know if uh, there's so much that we don't know. And we're a couple weeks away from launch. We're under a month away from the PS5 launch launch. And we don't know anything about it. <laughs> it's very possible. It does have a quick resume feature just because it has like the super fast solid state drive and everything. Yeah. I, yeah, I hope so. I, yeah. it's it there. Sony's confidence just amazes me. I, <laughs> <laughs> they they must have so much confidence going into this P- PlayStation Five. Like, yeah, they don't have to say a word, and people will just buy their console, which is true. That we all bought it, so yeah, I haven't yet, but eventually, <laughs> yeah, the true fans bought it. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> this week I have been playing, still playing Doom Eternal. I'll finish it soon at some point. I'm getting close to the end. Really? So you played um, it? You yeah, played I'm in the last few levels. Okay. Well, I've been whittling my way through it over the last two weeks. Uh, I played a lot of it this week. Is it like then, a 16-hour game, 12-hour game or something? I don't know. I haven't looked it up. Uh, yeah, I don't know how long. I'm assuming it's 10 to 15. Okay. I just know I'm getting close to the end just because it's like ramping up, like yeah. the narrative of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been playing that. I played a little bit of my Vita, like I said earlier. I played Hotline Miami, which I played before, but I was replaying that. Game is good. Is that and a single that, player but, game? What is that? It's yeah, it's a single player game. It's where you go around in these two D levels and you have to quickly as as quick as possible kill a bunch of like mafia members in like a mafia hideout. Yeah. So you enter a room and you have to like just shoot people or hit them, and there's all these little. If they see you, you die. So you have to like move really quick. Wow. Basically, you're moving around. It's kind of half stealth, half fast paced action because you don't want people to see you, but at the same time, you got to move fast. So that you don't get killed. It's like an over the top view or a top down. Yeah, top uh, down. That yeah, I've heard about this game and I I've always heard high praise about it. Uh, is it stuck on the Vita? No, it's on everything. It's okay. on PS4. It's yeah. It's it on probably works now. really well with the Vita handheld though. Yeah, it's great on Vita. I played a little bit of Spelunky, um, the first one on Vita. Just uh, just a couple hours. Um, that game's weird. It's a uh, roguelike. It's very old. I'm trying to get into it, but I don't know if it's for me. It's, didn't, it's hard. Spelunky 2 was announced recently, right? It came out. Oh, it came out? Yeah, it came out. Uh, I might be thinking of a different game. Is it a 2D platformer, but hardcore? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd call it a platformer. It's it's a roguelike. Uh, it's kind of like one of the original roguelike games. But yeah, 2 came out a while ago, like 2D. a month ago. But it... It doesn't it have uh, like your timing and dodging and stuff like that in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so maybe not a, like... maybe not a platformer, but I guess it does uh... have platforming elements. Yeah. Okay. You're jumping around on 
little mines. I think I saw a video of Spelunky 2. I've heard this has a hardcore fan base. Yeah, people were obsessed with the first game, and it's it's hard to play. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult. What have you been playing this week? More Rogue Company, I'm assuming? Yes, yeah. Rogue Company on PS4 and Switch, because... Is it transfer? It's, dude... Yeah, and I think I mentioned last week how I wasn't sure how that all worked, but yeah. guess what? I I tested it this this past week, and Rogue Company, you just have your sign in. I forget. It's not. It's like an Epic sign in, right? Through uh, yeah. Fortnite, similar to that, you can just sign in with your credentials, uh, and you can play it on any device and anywhere. So I played it. I signed in on my PS4. I was playing a bunch of that. Then my son woke up from his nap and I was like, oh, wait, I mean, I was in a match with my brother-in-law at the time. And I said, hold on, hold on. And I was literally mid-match and I turned on my Switch. Uh, I kept my PS4 on. I turned on my Switch and loaded up Rogue Company, hit login, and it didn't even go to the main menu. It just jumped right into the, the match the I was hell? playing in. Yeah, I was blown away. Uh, and it switched and then on PS4 it booted that you know it booted that back to the main screen on the PS4 and I continued okay. to play on my okay. Switch yeah this sounds like remember voodoo when, black magic yeah. right <laughs> remember when like it was never possible for you know cross play to happen and we're yeah. like oh you can't do that you can't have playstations <laughs> and xboxes playing with each other it's all different they and you lied. literally just went from ps4 to switch mid game mid match dude it was there the round ended i switched on to my switch and then literally we're gonna, need video, uh, we're gonna need video evidence of this <laughs> okay i mean i'll gladly uh, do it, you, it was... could, you could record this and i'll attach it to the youtube version of the podcast i was still in the party <laughs> i was still in the ps4 party with my brother-in-law and i was like what the fuck i just switched into <laughs> a different system on a different like it's a whole different ecosystem right yeah. like like how did that work and then i continued to play on my switch with him my son was already awake i i, I did not your son understand. was mind blown yeah he just came out i was like dad that was cool you know I, <laughs> but he can't speak yet he's only two but... that was his first word <laughs> he's like whoa, whoa. Sick. <laughs> bro cool uh yeah I, I was blown away by how fluent that was and then i realized wow They've been lying to us all these years <laughs> that crossplay can't work. I call bullshit. They, yeah. they the crossplay completely worked in that scenario and it worked so smoothly. I'm going to just I'm going to do it again just for fun. Like I'll, yeah. maybe I'll try switching from uh switch to PS4 this time. See, you know, see if it works back if it's friendly that way, but I was blown away by that. Uh anyways, I've been playing a lot of Rogue Company uh, I think I passed the 15 hour mark on it, almost, oh, wow. almost 20 hours, um, and that's because the game is so addicting. It's it's so simple. It's yeah. very much like your Counter Strike type game, where every match essentially is the same, but it plays out in so many different ways. So it keeps yeah. you interested, just like Siege. We played the same map on Siege a million times. And it was fun every single time. And that's kind of how this one's going. It's definitely more fun with friends. Uh, we ended up inviting a third player to our squad. There's, it's 4v4. So we had three out of four players uh, 
grouped up, you know, and and we ended up dominating with the couple matches that I played with three players. So I can't even imagine four players like like yeah. completely destroying everyone. So it's it's yeah, it's a fun game. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to play it. I'm gonna. I'm probably eventually just going to buy the starters pack or whatever. They, they have a starter pack. They have a, a founders. I think it's no, the standard pack. They have like a founders pack and then like a standard edition pack and then like some epic pack. Right. But each, each tier gets you a different amount of uh, players that you can play with. They call them rogues. Uh, I might do that or I might, hence just, the name, hence the ma- name rogue company. <laughs> uh, I might do that or I might just buy all the cart a rogue that I research in looks cool, right? Like I'll research what rogue plays or fits my style the best. And maybe I'll just buy that person a la carte. Yeah. Which is cool. I like, I like that games give me agency to do this, right? Like gives me the option. It hooked me in <laughs> with free to play. And now I'm playing every night, you know, I'm going to throw some money at it because, you know, it, I, I enjoy the game. Uh, and it's good to support developers anyways. Um, so if you haven't checked out Rogue Company, remember it is free to play on any system you have. So check it out. Switch, it works. PS4, Xbox. Yep. So it's fun. Yeah. Uh, hit me up if you want to play. <laughs> I was about to give out my... Uh, I know. I was like, I was like oh, oh, am I going to have to should. write this time code? Am I going to have to write this time code down to <laughs> yeah. delete it later? <laughs> Just in case, like 30 Almost or did. 10 years from now, we have millions yeah. of followers and they go back and listen to this. Um, anyways, so I played... I see here you've also been playing Genshin Impact. Yes, yes. How much so have you played of that? Because I, I have not played it yet. I beat the entire prologue. Uh, now, the, uh, now that, sound, that sounds like not a lot, but their prologue's kind of a little bit longer. Um, it's probably two or three hours in. Um, IGN reviewed it. They gave it a nine. Yeah, the game, it's a free-to-play Genshin Impact. Okay, It's a free-to-play, I think it's, why do I keep seeing articles that say MMO on it? I, I don't know. I'm not to the know. MMO part. I have not seen another live player, <laughs> but maybe they're using that term wrong. But either way, from what I've played, <laughs> is it's uh, it's like a, it's a Breath of the Wild Meets, it's an action RPG, right? It's an action RPG, but it's Breath of the Wild meets uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Okay, and that combo is so cool. Like, uh, they have a giant cutscene in the beginning where you're flying through the air. Some evil thing is attacking, and and uh, someone shows up. It's you and your sister. And someone shows up and steals, and you could choose to play either female or male, right? So I chose the male, and they stole my sister away. So then, and then, the, and then the game, like I, he like entraps your powers and sucks the power out of you or something, and then you get thrown to the ground, and then you wake up on this beach. And so far, the whole intro was so cool. Like that whole scene was amazing, and it's free to play. You guys have to check this out. We. Basically, you wake up on the beach and you start killing like little low-level enemies. Every enemy has a level. Uh, I'm only level 15 or something. <laughs> um, sounds like a lot, but you can like you spend points to level up each character. But here's the the catch of the game is the whole prologue. You're going through and you're meeting. There's a lot of talking to. There's a lot of like dialogue. Uh, there's a couple dialogue options. But you go through and following waypoints in this open world, the beautiful open world that looks like Breath of the Wild, um, you know, World of Warcraft. It just looks like uh, 
even Fortnite, you know, it has just wide open fields and whatnot. Um, and you meet different characters that eventually join your party by, of course, you helping them out. I think that's a classic JRPG move, right? Uh, you kind of help someone out with their thing and then they're, they join your party. Um, and the catch to this game, though, is it's it's interesting. You have to switch between characters uh but their characters aren't on the screen so like if you switch to okay there's four let me just put it laid out here there's four different characters um that you end up meeting and helping and they join your party and the four different characters are four different elements wind fire water and wind fire water and electricity and those four different characters have, you know, big, huge personalities. They're so unique and different. Their moveset is completely different. Um, and you basically will confront enemies and with basically with um, those four elements, those four characters, you switch between them mid combat to do different moves and different combos, right? So you'll freeze an enemy with uh, Mr. Frost, (laughs) whatever his name is, and then you switch over to the, you know, I don't know, the fire arrow girl and shoot a firing arrow and it combos, you know, and does more damage. Same with uh, wind and electricity. And uh, basically you could combo all four of the elements together in different different ways. Yeah. Uh, And so you can do that mid... uh, mid fight pretty much which kept it really interesting and and this is all in the first you know 30 minutes to an hour of the game you already you could probably all get all four characters um and another interesting part and why i say it's like breath of the wild is the environment reacts similarly to your elements um so just like in breath of the wild you can if there's a patch of grass that and you shoot a fire arrow at it, it's going to catch on fire, the whole grass area around yeah. it. Uh, yeah, if there's that. water on the ground, if they're standing in water, you could freeze the water and in turn freezes them, whatever character is in it, whatever uh, enemies standing in it, right? Uh, you can combo, you can literally like uh, shoot guys up in the air with your wind uh, avatar and then combo it with... Uh, a, a floating barrel and shoot the f- floating barrel with a fire arrow and explode him and he goes flying like there's so many different options with combat in this game it blew my yeah. mind and and it wasn't hard to do at all like all like it wasn't complicated um and sounds cool i'm gonna check it out i'm gonna buy it or i'm gonna download it on ps4 or mobile or something yeah and try it i would avoid mobile just because even though the controls are easy and the uh, and the, uh, well, I am crazy and I will do it anyway. <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> your, your first experience should be on console. I I would say uh, maybe it's good on mobile. Maybe you know. Maybe I'll try to play out. it anywhere. Yeah, you can play it anywhere. It. I'll try it on mobile. Uh, maybe we'll report next week and see if it's good on mobile. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Try. I have it downloaded on my phone. I'm gonna. Oh, really? Play okay. it at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that works. Uh, the game itself Watch is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the game itself uh, lives up to its hype, and it's uh, a lot of the articles I read about it this past week were I can't believe this game is a mul- uh, or is a free to play game, right? Yeah. Uh, because there is so much content in it, uh, mm-hmm. you eventually. 
in the open world, you actually go up to these different doors and you could go into different dungeons, right? And I think that's kind of Zelda-ish, right? Yeah. And definitely like like World it. of Warcraft, you have different dungeons and whatnot. But guess what? Those different dungeons have different difficulty levels. And I noticed on my first, one of the first ones I did, it was like, oh, level five. And I clicked on it. Uh, there was a level 25 right below it. And I wasn't even close to level 25. So looks like there's a ton of replayability. I don't know that they must change up not only the difficulty, but probably some differences with enemies because there wasn't that many enemies in the first dungeon. So I'm assuming this game has a ton of replayability. Uh, there's some kind of hook to it because a lot of streamers are still playing it. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think I don't think I've reached that hook yet, even though uh, the story is still really cool and the, and the gameplay is really cool. But I don't know what the loop is, the gameplay loop of the game is, but. If you if you like Avatar: The Last Airbender and you like elemental stuff, um, I'll let me really quickly go over some of the moves though, because um, just to tell you how different they are. A circle basically on each character does your main attack, but on your wind guy you have a sword and you swing a sword around, and on your arrow uh, girl you have a bow and arrow and you shoot arrows out. So it's a whole different play style. Um, just hitting a circle, it locks onto enemies like that. Or you could hold L2 and shoot with R2, right? Uh, but uh, then you have your... Um, there's another guy that has like a baton type thing, but it has less range than the sword. But then <laughs> what shocked me was, or no pun intended, but the Electro girl, basically the her circle ability was like some cool like Harry Potter magic uh, kind of range attack where she shot like bolts of uh, lightning out of her fingers and she if you held down circle she like charged up some attack where you saw like sparks coming off of the enemy and then you let yeah. go and then the enemy explodes and it was i don't know there was some there's really cool variety in this game so it sounds cool i'm gonna check it yeah, out yeah definitely check i'll play it, it out. as well don't spoil the whole game for me i will yeah i already <laughs> did so <laughs> no but, it, there's a lot to it so yeah yeah so i mean Guys, let us this is uh, let us know what you thought of this episode. It was a little shorter, mostly just because I have somewhere to be right now. But uh, yeah, I wanted it to. I sort of brought it to myself as a challenge. Like, let's see if we can condense a whole episode that normally takes us two hours into about an hour. And I feel like we did pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like it kind of motivated motivated us to stay on track. I agree. Yeah. And our rambles weren't as bad, I hope. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, know, I rambled yeah. a little bit about Genshin, but it's well, just, and it I is also, a fun game. So I also tend to like go off on these weird non sequiturs and I was really trying to rein it in. This no, time. I think, yeah, I think you did great, Matt. That, yeah. <laughs> that was a great episode. <laughs> pat, pat ourselves on the back here. <laughs> pat ourselves on the back. Uh, do you want to plug the, our, where people can contact yeah, us or follow everybody us. you can contact us at the ada gaming pod at gmail.com also please check us out on instagram facebook under ada gaming pod as well as twitter and we have a youtube channel i post the videos up there every week on youtube no one watches them but they're there <laughs> for, you to for watch future them. reference <laughs> for people who have youtube premium and they want to listen to it that way go for it and eventually like i've mentioned before we i am determined to do some kind of let's play so yeah that'd be fun it might not be till next year maybe that's a next year 2021 thing but hey keep an eye out for that (laughs) this has been a discourse about gaming we'll see you next week everybody see ya